0: So this year was the first year I actually saw this argument. But whenever anybody says "Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, this year every every time online I saw somebody immediately saying, "Well, then that means Home Alone isn't a Christmas movie." <laughs> and it's like it's the same plot. It's the same movie. Fight, <laughs> fight, fight me! And it's like it's like if you if you th- if. It, what, what,
1: he what went makes there just for a party. He didn't know yeah. it was going no, the on. Actual, there
2: was a tweet that said specifically, <laughs> Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie just because it takes place around Christmas. Die Hard is a Christmas movie because he gets sucked into this like invitation to some event he doesn't want to go to by a family member that turns into a hellish nightmare. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is the story of that, that, Christmas. That is, that is, it truly is. I think that was the first Christmas, how it started. This is why we need presents because I hate all of you and I need a reason to get away.
2: <laughs> um, Christmas was
3: rough this year, y'all. Before we did... That? too
2: much into our uh christmas personal christmas experiences which we can actually just do that in in lieu of weekly shout outs it's just what was our christmas experience or shout out a christmas movie or something to that extent but let's do a quick introduction um Critics on tap. We are uh, talking bombshell. Bombshell.
1: Um, what, it wasn't an action uh, movie like I thought it was going to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, because the because the other movie was Sharice yeah, Theron was, you know, an action one with Oh, You thought it was a sequel to Atomic yeah, Blonde? Yeah, I thought it was a sequel. <laughs> so, atomic so. atomic bomb yeah, bombshell. My bad. My bad. She but read but nothing before going in. it. There were plenty
3: of blonde women in this film. So and this a shot. couple of nutshots. shots.
2: So. All right. Um. I am Beau. I am drinking tequila with a little bit of lime. It seems like the uh, thing to do today. So uh, let's work around uh, the circle.
3: All right. Um, I'm Samantha Lopez. And today I am drinking uh, what was my drink? Crown. I'm drinking Crown. And then at the movie, I had that drink that was on the Star Wars menu. It was called what was it called? The Rye Distance. Oh, do or Do Not, There, oh, there is, is No rye. rye.
2: Which is, yeah, the, one, <laughs> yeah. the only one without rye in it.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I was looking at it, I was like, wait, there's no rye in this, and then I had to read it again, and I'm like, oh yeah, duh.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm uh, not gonna go on this one, because, yeah. you know, in lieu of the movie, women are gonna go before me, but I gotta ask you, oh, no. before we all go with this, since you had a movie-themed one, if there was a <laughs> themed drink for this movie, what do you think it would be called, and what would it be? I oh, was like, Oh, like naming yeah. a company. I was going to say
2: straight tequila shots. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the mm. Roger Ale Ale. Like, I don't know. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah.
0: oh, the Roger Ales. It could be a flight.
1: Oh. oh there you go. Oh. There you go. Oh. Okay. Anyways, uh, sorry. introduce yourself. You're but, a regular guest. I, I'm a special guest. Mean. I mean, like, oh, damn. Okay. Um, I'm Kiko Jess Lopez. Uh, <laughs> I had water just because I just wanted to watch this thing sober. I felt like it had to be. And oh. now I'm having tonic and uh, gin. That's it. There
0: you uh, go. Hi, hey. and we have a
2: special guest over here hi,
0: hi. I, I'm, I'm Stephanie Hamilton I was on the Dark Waters episode um, and I'm back uh, <gasps> for uh, Bombshell and <laughs> um, I'm having a screwdriver which I don't know there's probably a joke in there somewhere but <laughs> that
1: would have been the drink
2: it's a whole special <laughs> menu you don't have to pick one drink it can, <laughs> can be three or four
0: um, but I was, I was drinking uh, cheap beer during the movie So that's that's yeah. what I went with uh, Because it was cheap <laughs> So mm-hmm.
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> So the reason I wanted Stephanie to go to last Is I wanted to introduce That not only as You know She's not a regular guest here But we used to play Weekly pub trivia together For many years And all the way through Not only the 2015 And 2016 Presidential cycle This whole story Roger Jails and everything else And then the Me too movement So Stephanie is one of my like Weekly sounding boards Is like a male Trying to like understand What was going on in this world And sometimes mm-hmm. it would be Things that didn't understand and i'd be like this doesn't make sense to me why is everyone mad at like oh, matt. matt damon for example that must like, have been painful just, i'm like <laughs> yeah, matt damon's trying to say like this and you're like no no, no. here's where you need to be viewing <laughs> the- it instead so I thought Stephanie was one of the most important oh. voices to kind of work me through that for, like, years. That's so very I was nice. Really wanted to. I really wanted her to be that's, here for Bombshell. That's Bomb funny.
0: Shell. That's funny that he says it that way. I sounded a lot angrier in my head. I thought <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, oh, I, yell, I yelled at him a lot and are was like, choking? what the hell do not you get about So this? long as it gets the point across. Well, you know, I mean, matters. I got the point across. I don't know if he got the point. You but uh, <laughs> understand. I guess we'll see yeah. what happens, how this, how this, yeah. how this episode I mean, plays yeah, out. Yeah, who knows? how much. There may be tears and more like, who knows? So, but I'm glad to be here. Thanks, guys.
1: Um, a good soundboard then for this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So, um do you want to? Do y'all want to do anything before diving? What do you think about diving into Bombshell right away and just doing that, or do y'all want to do we any other weekly discussions? Because I kind of feel like this is a movie I just want yeah. to talk. I know. I want to talk about it. There's a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. And I kind of feel um, coming in. Did anyone know like mm-hmm. the source material, mm-hmm. the yeah. stories?
1: I didn't know the guy, the director of The Big Short. I was. Well, the no, he's the writer, Charles oh, the Rand- writer. Randolph,
2: okay. uh, who wrote the big short, uh, okay. someone who wrote this, and uh, we were talking... The the right before the movie yeah the, yeah so he had said and he's the sole screenwriter of this yeah. story entirely it's not like based on a book it's not no other writers or nothing um he had, yeah, i guess he had turned in his final draft right before two the two movement about like broke about, about two weeks about before weinstein, weinstein and all broke. that and right he's he, like i mean obviously if it was today i couldn't have written this movie we would have yeah. passed it off to a female that's but what he you said know, he, he, it was already he, written and done yeah and, and jay roach which uh, ended up directing director of which, men in black no, that's uh, Barry Sonfeld. Damn, but, uh, you're close. So Wait, did he uh, his first, feature, oh, his first. So Jay Roach's first feature uh, was Austin Powers. He was buddies with um, Mike Myers on a personal level. He helped him try to find his director for Austin Powers, and what do you mean do do Men in up, Black? Um, so that's the only movie I recognize. I'm just kidding. Why do you? No, <laughs> Jay
3: Roach is involved with Men in Black.
2: Okay, I in mean some if, way. if you say so. Oh, um, in the meantime, he went on to direct. Um, so Jay Roach directed Austin Powers. One and one, two, and three, but he went on to also do Meet the Parents. Uh, but then he got in the more political side of things with the made-for-HBO films, Recount with, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Spacey and, mm-hmm. and then Game Change, uh, which was the, you know, 2008 uh, Sarah Palin, John McCain huh? side of the story mm-hmm. in that election. And, uh, yeah, so he's, uh, made this film here, which gets into the, uh, the bowels of the shithole that is Fox News. Oh,
0: no, don't say things like that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't think anyone here is going to pretend to be unbiased when it comes to... Fox News being We all live in Austin. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be an unbiased journalist covering the film or anything like that. I mean, like, this is an opinionated thing. I come into it, I do believe 100% that Fox News has caused a huge decline um, in American intelligence and overall in objectivity in the news as a whole that wouldn't, if they hadn't started it, places like MSNBC and CNN... Wouldn't have pulled to seeming left, although they're not as nearly as left as Fox News is right, so, of course. But
0: I would say not just uh, objectivity, but um, I, I think they really have something to do with the disintegration of you know really what they what their fair and balanced bullshit is about yeah, that, that that conversation that people can have about you know it used to be like two sides coming together for what they you know we can we can agree to disagree but uh fox said you're either with us or against us oh wait yeah, that was george like- bush but whatever
3: <laughs> it's true <laughs> propaganda it's gotten to the point where they have desensitized their audience to under to this very minimal not minimal It's it's almost they've removed their media literacy to a point where they can control and can use this as a propaganda machine so yeah. I mean, it's very calculated. It was very intentional. I mean, based on, you know, what we heard on the in the film today, whether it's true or not, like it was all very controlled by just a few people. And so and that's the problem. Right. There is, you know, throw journalistic integrity out the window and you've got Fox News, you know, and add a little bit of uh Homophobia, uh, racism—you know—all wrapped in our good friend, the patriarchy. Yes, Uh, of course, and that makes that's a money machine too. You know, cash cow for a couple of folks. So
2: yeah, and they and and they single-handedly are responsible for helping put Trump over the top Mm -hmm. in 2016. I mean, without their and the Koch brothers, yeah, but without their without Fox News really selling the narrative, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how much money that someone like the Koch brothers or anyone else would have thrown behind Trump. Like if Fox News hadn't been there each and every day telling people like, oh, don't pay attention to this story about Trump. Here are the other things you need to be worked up about. Here are the immigrants. Here are the other enemies in your your daily life that makes your life difficult. One of the best, if, if you hadn't read it, one of the best pieces about the inner workings of, Fox News and and the whole history of how they came to be all the way through their relationship with the Trump White House currently uh, came out back in March. It was a Jane Mayer article in The New Yorker called uh, The Making of the Fox News White House. And that just re I mean, that's a hugely extensive, amazing article that anybody should check out if they're more interested in kind of the inner workings and that, like, relationship between it. Because, uh, not to spoil anything yet, but in the film, you start to see, like, there is cohesion between the Trump administration currently and uh, and Fox News um, what? So, (laughs) anybody who thinks that might be fictionalized, go read this piece in The New Yorker first, because it's well documented. uh, Also,
0: surprised you've made this many episodes in on uh, this this podcast, so.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think I, like, knowing that and knowing how, like, in bed with each other, you know, the Trump administration and Fox News is, I think that's why anytime I hear anything about, like, ooh, is... Is Fox kind of faltering when it comes to Trump coverage or you know, anything like that, I like eat that shit up. I'm like, oh my god, is there drama? Is yeah. there trouble in paradise? Cause I so badly wanna see what that would look like, you know, yeah. if Fox News were to turn on Trump and really start
0: to move in the other direction like what does that look like I, I know we're supposed to talk about a movie but um, <laughs> I I just feel like anytime they do that is there's the trouble in paradise with with Fox News and Trump administration it's the will they or won't they of a sitcom it's yeah, it's the so it's it, it's you know uh, it's wait, the Ross and Rachel
3: well, of it, the whole thing It thought. is, it is I
0: mean um, I, I believe uh, you know they even said in in uh, the movie itself that there was a uh, you know people don't stop watching.
2: Because there's... Uh, Conscious- people won't stop watching because there's a controversy people stop watching when there isn't one exactly
0: yeah. so so you, you you know stir up the pot a little bit and all of a sudden yeah you're and curious and it, i'm curious and and it
2: arms the fox news watchers with enough ammunition that when you try to engage them from the other side and and in an honest debate they're like well not every i mean look at chris wallace like he's not like you know it's like oh he's only a 6 on trump's scale
0: of yeah. 1 to 10 that he and actually Kep keeps and is gay so yeah. come on <laughs> oh, Somehow that counts
2: yeah and now they have uh, is it donna brazil who's now on there oh is she on um, Fox I believe so uh, like as a yeah it's a whole rabbit hole of a whole mess of a hornet's nest that we're not gonna solve right now we this not, uh, we're not on a politics so podcast we, we, I think we <laughs> should go into the politics of it a little bit deeper in a minute okay um I think we, we should sum up what this movie is. So, uh, especially because I want to do a quick take episode, so I'm going to cut out what I'm saying now. But um, so coming into this movie, uh, I I knew enough about the the people who made it, the tone of the film, uh, everybody involved. I, I knew exactly what I was going to come walking into, more or less. I I did get exactly more or less what I thought was going to happen. I'd even read, uh, I forget uh, an exact tweet, but they had said like, while they do a good job of getting into the meat of the story, like the facts, what happened, who was involved, what went down, they may not have done enough of, in my own opinion, the emotional deep dive into the actual causes stuff. Like you just didn't quite feel the emotional takes. It was more of an intellectuals viewpoint of the situation more than somebody who's in and that may suffer from a male writer and a male director coming in and and doing this whole thing i don't know how others feel about that i think there was a little bit of truth to that i could see objectively why someone would think that but at the same time i also saw like they did a really good job of making sure that I, i constantly i tried to put my mind in the place of a fox news watcher especially family members and thought like They'd be like, yeah, I mean, I still like Fox News, but that, you know, yeah, that Roger Ailes guy is pretty bad or, you know, but I think this is such a a delicate uh, and complex sort of situation and and set of uh, circumstances we're dealing with that it's, as a film, I, I think this is one of the better versions of what you could do to tell this story to reach a broader audience as opposed to just amplifying it within the already paying attention base like there is a lot of people who don't actively follow these stories and don't care because they're just like well you know most news is corrupt or oh i don't you know i don't watch the news because you know they're all biased and this is something that might get through that might cut through some of that um you know instead of cutting through the noise of the political Twittersphere, uh, is more something to likely cut through the apathy that is the half of American voters that don't vote. So maybe that's what they're going for a little bit more. And I like that. So I think overall, I think it was fun and funny considering what they had to work with and, and a topic that is not at the end of the day, this isn't fun and funny like of a topic, but they made an entertaining story uh, that engaged people and hopefully made them think so. That's uh, that's my take on it. Anyone want to go yeah. next, Sam?
3: I'm getting pointed at by Kiko. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think he's
3: sticking by the whole women go first thing this time. Um, no, so I am all for white people tea, and I loved seeing the drama of like what was going on. Um, I think for me, it was. Um, It definitely solidified my assumptions that I had about Fox News and that kind of aspect of media in terms of like, as I mentioned, you know, the sexism, homophobia, uh, racism aspect of things through, you know, the dialogue and the interactions that they're having. And also, like, could we count any people of color in this film? Um, None with speaking roles.
2: Janine Pereira was probably the closest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had black hair. Yeah, that's there the you closest go. to the color. Br- of the brunette. Person of color. She really uh, did stand out cuz yeah. everyone
3: else was She's blonde. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. or the, you know, the redhead. Yeah. Anyway, um so yeah, again, just kind of solidified that for me. Um and then Charlie's performance was dope. She fucking mm-hmm. killed it and was Megan Kelly like that was that was great. Um and in terms of the emotional aspect of things versus the you know, kind of the drama that surrounded the accusations. Um, I do agree that that might be kind of some fallout from the fact that it is written by a man, directed by a man. But also, I could see the argument for the emotional aspect of uh, the sexual harassment kind of being seen through the eyes of um, Margot Robbie's character. And the rest of the women were kind of put in... A position of you know, how do we play this politically since those are essentially what is motivating all of the moves that they're making is you know what's at stake right their jobs these other things as opposed to uh true ethics so you see them kind of dancing with that throughout the whole film is you know how does this affect me versus what is the right thing to do and let's see i don't know what else to say i think that's
0: Okay, so Kiko. Kiko, am I going next or you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kiko wants the last word because he's a man. Because he's a man, yeah. Okay. He would. So I'm going to start, uh, since we're doing our, our, our takes, by uh, saying that uh, I'm going to ask my my fellow female, I'm going to go with some F's here, some alliteration. Yes. So my fellow female to fuck Fox and the patriarchy by taking a shot. Yes. And so here we go. So we have two shots um, here. Of so Grey Goose? Grey Goose vodka, and we're going to. I'm going to do that up Cheers. and fuck, fuck Fox, Fox News. and fuck and the, the patriarchy. patriarchy. Mm. So. Get that out of the way. Whew. Okay. So then now, Oh, what did I you know? What are my, what are my thoughts? Well, um, who's this for? Uh, it's definitely not for the most liberal feminist woman out there. Mm. Um, and I, and I say that as, pretty femini- feminist and pretty liberal just because um there's not a good there's not a very good satisfying end. uh looks like uh the the trailer before the movie um <coughs> young uh promising young woman mm-hmm. mm. that might that might uh might land a little bit more square but yeah you i mean you know, Roger Ailes gets a well, spoiler alert uh for history For a, real life yeah. yeah for real life but a a golden parachute and mm-hmm. um Ultimately, Fox still exists. So, you know, let's let's just be honest. Like, let's it's not, it's not, it's not, not a happy. It's yeah, love. it's not a happy yeah. ending. So, um, well, I mean, the, the the happy ending that Roger rails would like. <laughs> Wait, no, no, sorry. sorry. <laughs> there are uh, plenty of those. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, uh, I, it, it is. I felt really nice and central. I feel like I could show it to my mom maybe, and sh- as a central you know, not too liberal, not too conservative person, she she would be like, oh, that's really inappropriate. She might come out being like, Wow, Roger Ailes is really inappropriate. But I don't know that she'd be super upset about the 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 culture. Mm-hmm. And that's I think maybe what was missing. I felt tons of empathy for every woman, whether mm-hmm. whether or not they were uh, complicit in Uh, I mean, even even the secretary, I don't I don't I don't remember what her name was, but she was played by she was played with the older actress um, who uh, who I really like, who? Yes. Holland Taylor. Thank you. Holland Uh, Taylor. Yeah, she's in a I love
2: exclusive relationship with uh, Sarah. Is she still with um,
0: Sarah? Paulette? God,
3: what's her name?
2: How yeah. Paulson. Paulson.
0: Paulson. Sir Paulson. So Sarah Paulson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, that was
2: Holland Taylor, huh? I kind of yeah. thought that might. Yeah, it have was. Been, but it was. was scrolling and here she's, on and, and, she's,
0: she's and, and she's great. But the, the idea that that there's that um, I don't know. I feel like if you if you know someone who they know about sexual harassment, but they kind of have that kind of attitude of boys will be boys. This might be an eye-opening movie for them. They might kind of feel the emotion and what happens when you let that culture run amok. And so that's, that's really, that's, that's who I saw the film more for than, than, I mean, your diehards, your, 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 your women who really already have either personally felt it and are angry or have grown up in a society that won't take that shit anymore. Um, Those, this film, it, it, speaks to them but on a yeah i already know like mm-hmm. i think samantha yeah. you already kind of mentioned that and
3: it covers all of those bases i feel like with all of the characters it's like those who were victims those who were mm-hmm. um where someone in entr- like entrusts that information with you so like kate mckinnon's character yeah. and so and then also from the other end too like the the wide swath of men who are the Perpetrators, yes, right? Yes. Like it's not well, and,
0: just and and the the men who are like, oh well, this and that and the other, or or you're gonna come out, nice pants, uh, who will defend or, them? Nice pants. Or, yeah. or you're yeah. gonna you're gonna come out and you're gonna say something. But what about me? Mm-hmm. What about my mm-hmm. family? Mm-hmm. Those. So so I I think if if you know somebody who you think that might have a uh, a chance at at getting a glimpse at what it's really like to have sexual harassment, um. Uh, on a real level, uh, affect them that, that this might be a good movie for them. And I, I enjoyed. It. I think, I think there should be some Oscars. Um, I didn't realize that it was the writer of the big short, but it does make sense on the pacing. But, uh, mm-hmm. I ultimately, I, I really liked the movie. I, I thought I was going to think it was a little too much like what I'd seen before since I've seen this story, but, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it and I'd mm-hmm. recommend it.
2: So they, you'd say they, like, they packaged a familiar story for you in an interesting way that's like, they did. engaging.
0: I took, that's a great way talking. to rephrase exactly what I said, Bo. <laughs> Thank you so much, yes. you white male. <laughs> Nailed
2: it. Oh, God. I wanted to mansplain something so bad. I've just spent the last three hours all I wanted to just mansplain the shit <laughs> out like, of God, something. You You're just, welcome. So that now that I've gotten that out of the way, Kiko, why don't you mansplain <laughs> this movie even yeah. further for us?
3: Thanks, the mansplain. You should yeah. do like a teeny Kiko tiny, Kiko tiny Kiko version of this Lopez. episode where it's just Kiko mansplaining. Mansplaining Yes. Yeah. If
1: you're the type of guy that watches this movie and walk away thinking, "Damn, this is a tragic movie about an executive who loses his job to some <laughs> blonde-haired bimbos," then it, you're a dick, and this really—that's the type of person you're not supposed to be watching this movie. Wow, hot take! <laughs> but you're right, dude. It's not for yeah, the extreme liberal it. <laughs> because it's—it doesn't give you what you really want. Mm in the entire time you'll sit there be wondering like why the fuck doesn't somebody talk up and it's the truth of what it is and it, it, I think thank you for smoking gives it the perfect analogy of why he does what he does when he works for the devil I'm not calling Fox News a devil I'm calling just doing being quiet
3: but you can that's fine Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean it's
2: definitely the devil's right hand yeah like, it's
1: definitely cause... his pinky toe or something you know but it's like it, what it was is he was like you know why do I do it I do it to pay the mortgage and that's what everybody was talking about I was like so perhaps we'd be all better if we all leased You know? (laughs) So I just saw it in every little bit about it and I knew it even before everybody opened their mouth was they're just like, I have to pay my mortgage. I have to, I've got my job. I've got what I want and and they know exactly and especially the executives, I'm not saying this is a truthful depiction on anybody. This is more of showing you what happens when you get people who are self-absorbed, want to be noticed, want to be famous and are willing to do whatever it takes. They will and they'll keep their fucking mouth shut and other people will also keep that on there for them until it comes crumbling down. It's going to take one slight move and it'll come crumbling down. And it usually has to come from a top. And it's just one person who's, whether you want to call her brave or just, you know, opportunist, um, I'm, I'm she calling can her both. She can be both. Yeah. I mean, cause if a guy can be both, because it's just showing you that all the time that women have to do suck a dick or take one to get the job that a guy just does when he punches another guy in a dick or says, Hey, what's up, bro? Like, you know, it's, it's fucking shitty and I've seen it. I mean, as much as I would love to sleep my way to the top, that's my only preference. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I mean, you know, like watching this movie about it and like knowing and understanding, like, yeah, like people just have to be quiet. I've seen it in, shittier jobs like jobs yes. that are not even yeah, that like, amazing and like you kept your mouth shut like minimum
0: wage seven dollars an hour yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: i mean yeah. i've worked off and on in the bar industry in downtown austin mm. 6th street where oh my else God, it's i mean rampant like yeah the, i mean the bartender yeah. especially the objectification of female bartenders mm-hmm. almost all of the managers and owners are male i mean yeah that's it's a it's a smaller scale of the exact same um breakdown of what what was happening within this world what's interesting is
3: like you say smaller scale and Uh, that's true i guess when we think about it yeah yeah but like when you think about the victims and the women that like that impacts their entire lives and so i think whenever we talk about you know victims and the women who are accusers um and we use that language of like oh they've been men have been accused that kind of like reduces that language and so it's it's interesting to see how that's that conversation has evolved over time. Now that there are so many more people coming forward, um, but there's a lot of defense from the other yeah. side. But also being taken like, <laughs> seriously, finally. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, um, to a certain extent. To an yeah. extent, yeah. Um, but there's just so much, you know, misogyny coming from men, but then also like internalized misogyny coming from women. So yeah. well, it's like you might you think that you have this. a confidant or someone that you could relate to who is another woman. That's not necessarily the case either.
0: Well, not even. Not even. It doesn't even have to be internalized misogyny. It can just be the thing that you're taught as a woman to not rock the boat, Mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. not mm-hmm. make a scene like, to be um, a subordinate to be a subordinate mm-hmm. that, that that some if something happens and everyone's having a good time you're you're just gonna slap that guy's hand away rather than stopping the whole party and explain to everybody that he you just killed
1: the vibe Stacy exactly. what the fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. but he just
0: killed it. Like yeah. Yeah. he just tried to grab my
1: pussy it's all like dude no. just
3: walk
2: yeah. away yeah. Like, What? what? You, 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 you can't take a joke you don't yeah. have a yeah. sense exactly. of humor exactly like, and, and that it comes down to my humor
0: exactly but that's when and and when we talk about the how prevalent it is, uh, how how big of an impact, in fact, I mean, and that's the thing is, and when you, and I think it is internalized misogyny when it comes to. Women saying, "Oh well, sh- you see how she dresses, mm-hmm. or well, she was asking for she w- it." Yeah, some- mm-hmm. that, that, she's that- already
1: she likes to sleep around, so of course this would happen. It's yeah, like it doesn't yeah. matter. She likes you. She controls it. What the fuck
0: but is it to you? There's also a certain amount of societal brainwashing mm-hmm. that happens yeah. from yeah. a young age.
1: Rape is rape regardless. Uh, hey, uh,
0: mm-hmm. any, anyone else have to cover their shoulders as a 13 year old girl at uh, middle school? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What it's, you're it's so be- ingrained in us? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's a that's a pretty weird uh, weird thing to 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 have. So the, you know, the, back to the movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think to bring it back to the film, though, from my perspective, I came in with kind of knowing the minimum of the fact that like I know a fact that Roger Ailes was ousted, quote unquote. Didn't know how, didn't know by who, and I think that was fine for me to be honest. But now I feel like I'm going to go in a black hole of, yeah, you yeah. know. I, yeah, I would say, bass. like, I,
2: I feel like this is one of those films that is n- definitely not made for the extreme far right or the extreme far left. Correct. This is definitely something that tried to hit the middle ground and tried to s- strike that centrist chord. And that's, you know. Yeah. And hopefully putting yeah. Nicole Kidman yeah. and Charlize Theron and Margot Robbie on the movie poster with a Billie Eilish song, in the trailer will get people, get asses in the seats, regardless of where they stand politically. If they don't pay attention to anything politically, just get them in there, set them down, and hopefully they'll realize, yeah. oh, this is bad. It's not just a Republican versus Democrat thing. It's not. Just, it, this is this is something that exists in the entire culture of mm-hmm. humanity, not just in America, but everywhere. And I, I think they're. I think they ultimately did a good job of. Marketing and appealing to everyone in a way that gets them in there, and maybe they'll pay attention.
0: And um, let me do a little trigger warning—a uh, very liberal thing for me to do, uh, but I—I I, I do. You know, if you've if you've experienced a sexual assault, there is some sexual harassment. There is some um inappropriate behavior both referenced and a little bit shown on screen um if you were able to get through the loudest voice in the room it's nothing compared to that it's mm. the the loudest voice in the room um far i mean it's showtime so they can go a lot uh, a lot further but uh it it's still um Uh, it it, it touched a nerve with me. Um, You just be ready. Just be prepared. I know that if you're going to a film called Bombshell about Roger Ailes, you probably are, but it's, it's got some, some moments that made me hot and angry. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, this is a film that helps you reflect. I think a lot of things over the last couple of years help you reflect It's just whether or not you're willing to take that in. And we desperately need people to take that in and internalize that and then work towards, the ultimate cause of what we're fighting for right now. So uh, hopefully this is just uh, one more cog in that machine that's uh, moving the correct direction, we hope. Yeah. So, Yay. anyways, critics on tap, uh, that was Bombshell, not Atomic bombshell, shell 2, <laughs> or whatever Kiko thought it was. But still so. a shit
3: ton of white women with is. blonde hair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so,
2: as always, review responsibly. Good night.
0: Night. Bye.